yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. Thank you very much for joining me today. Back after a great family vacation, logged a lot of beach time and read some books, and I really enjoy reading history books because I think it is important to keep perspective and appreciate how good we have it. Yes, it does feel like the world is falling apart sometimes, but compared to how people used to live and compared to what people had to suffer through and compared to their daily lives, we have it pretty good. We have it pretty good. And because we've had it so good for so long, the abundance, the excess, the technology, the conveniences, the safety, right? All of those things we take for granted have made us soft. And most of us have unfortunately lost our way. When I immerse myself in a book from the 1940s, for example, when I view the world today through that lens, some striking issues become very clear. And they are hard to see when you're in it. But looking objectively at today's culture and discourse, I want to highlight some of these glaring missteps. There was a tweet from Ali Zek, which was my inspiration for this episode, which I'll include in the show notes. Check it out. But it stood out to me because in the many examples she gave of our institutions failing us seemingly on purpose, I realized I've done episodes on almost all of her points that she made. And the point of today's episode is to point out some of those things that may apply to your life, and they may not. But I would recommend you put some thought into any area you feel hits home. And I will try to provide an alternative lens to view a seemingly innocent perspective that you may currently hold. And just imagine trying to explain these things to your great-grandparents, right? I, I, I do this exercise a lot, and I imagine my great-grandparents just shaking their heads in disbelief, just bewildered by our hubris and probably disgusted at what we're doing to our children. And let's start with the children, right? Today, we are just bringing these newborns into a completely sterile environment where the mother and the baby are traumatized right out of the gate. We immediately inject them with toxins. We require the parents to register their children into a system that is not for their well-being and individual needs, rather a system that's forcing you into one bad decision after another. Welcome to the world, child. I'm your pediatric medical god. In order to participate in society in a safe manner, we have these 72 doses of a for-profit drug that carries zero liability. I know for the past 10,000 years, human beings have had babies without this profitable germ theory profit machine injecting poisons into our infants, toddlers, and teens. But since 1986, when our government gave us liability protection from suing us, yeah, we just increased the amount of shots from 12 to 72 and made them mandatory if you want to attend our shitty school system. A school system that indoctrinates the children while stripping out the teaching of actual life skills and not even including mental health skills. You know, it wasn't too long ago we had wood shop, metal shop, automotive classes, cooking, sewing, financial planning, and all those were in public school. Nowadays, we're teaching kids to just bend the knee to authority. And if a child displays any emotion or dissidence, well, time to medicate them and label them with some sort of diagnosis. 
15% of children in the U.S. were treated for medical health disorders in 2021. More than 500,000 children are on antipsychotic drugs, according to the FDA. And this just feels new. So it begs the question, was this always like this? Or did something change? Right? 20% of school-aged boys have been diagnosed with ADHD. And most diagnoses start from a referral from the teacher. That was not the case when I was a kid. Your grandparents probably never heard of anything like this. So something changed, right? Let's all agree it was not like this before. Okay, so what changed? To me, mainly it was the shit we put in our bodies and the technology we're subjected to. Just worth considering. Our grandparents did not have celebrities, social media, and Hollywood just brainwashing their children from an early age that they weren't enough. You know, how many young girls watch the Kardashians and think, well, you know what? I'm beautiful just the way I am because beauty is on the inside. These screens are wreaking havoc with the children, just constantly churning them with confusion and just mixed messages. I mean, we've normalized infidelity, adultery, and sex as an addiction to, I don't know what, break up the nuclear family? Make a man's worth dependent on shiny objects like cars, homes, trophy wives. Then, then while you break down the woman's self-esteem by showing her the celebrities and models to make them feel worthless in need of plastic surgery. Then we point to the differences between men and women and then just start cherry-picking perceived inequalities to foment outrage and take a flamethrower to the classic women's suffrage movement and women's rights. Merit is replaced with accusations that, hey, the patriarchy is a real threat. Hard work is replaced with constant activism. People actually work harder and expend more of their energy complaining about invisible shit out in the ether than they would if they just tried to fucking work hard and have some accountability in their lives and took responsibility for their actions. They did something constructive for themselves rather than a cause that, by the way, doesn't give a shit about them. Don't believe me? Try pointing out an obvious contradiction in their gathered facts. Then see if you're still a member after that. While everyone's fighting each other, let's just flood them with some chemicals and toxins. Put it in the food, the water, the air. Create disease and then offer them a solution with petrochemical pharma drugs that hide even more illness and disease that they're creating. Teach the people to idolize medical agents who have been indoctrinated by their universities and medical schools. John Rockefeller used the byproducts of his petroleum to make medicines out of. He created the cancer foundations because that was the main side effect of the drugs he was selling. He centralized medical schools and controlled the curriculum. That way they taught every new doctor to prescribe his meds. We did an episode on that if you want more information. And just walk down any aisle of the grocery store, Target, CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, 7-Eleven, doesn't matter. Grab any item that you either ingest or put on your skin and just read the ingredients. Poisons and toxins. That's it. Spoiler alert, refined sugar is, is a poison. Read the water test results from your town. Oh, got a little fluoride in there. That's a poison. Flint, Michigan still has lead in their water. 
the White House just admitted to spraying shit in the atmosphere, you know, to help with climate change. You think whatever the fuck they're spraying to black out the fucking sun is 100% organic? I mean, mental health is probably the biggest problem on Earth. Let's scratch that, just in the Western Hemisphere, where we allow this crazy shit. In the U.S., we allow drug companies to advertise direct to the consumers. New Zealand is the only other country on this planet that allows this. I was in England a few years ago, and a friend I was with said he got, you know, wicked heartburn from some food. And I made this, like, antacid joke. It was probably just a a punchline from one of the drug commercials. And he just looked at me like I was on fire. He's like, mate, if we get heartburn, we just don't eat that food again. Whoa, excuse the fuck out of me. In my country, we eat drugs before we eat the shitty food that our bodies are trying to warn us not to eat. You know, at this point, I would not be surprised if the common link for most of our problems is mental health, right? If psychotic behavior is a very possible side effect of these chemicals that change the way our brains function, um, hello, if psychotic behavior happens so many times as a result of the drugs that they have to tell you to your face, hey, stupid, you may have suicidal thoughts and you will not feel like yourself if you take this drug. Well, but my doctor prescribed it, so damn the torpedoes. Jeez, can't figure out why the school shooters who don't fit in with the popular kids that get picked on and instead of going to the gym or finding better friends to hang out with and getting some self-respect along the way, no, instead I'll just take this magic pill. It's way easier. We have removed God or really any other higher power than authority from society. We promote sexual degeneracy as inverted reality disguised as fucking art or sexual liberation or love is love or just because it feels good. So matter, Nick can't handle a book that has two dads in it? No, I can't handle the pornographic kids books, nor can I handle any parent or adult fighting to keep them in our children's libraries. Here's a fun exercise. If you have commented about the book banning happening in Florida and many other states and think it's just a bunch of conservative, homophobe gun nuts who can't handle a threat to the male patriarchy. If you've posted on social media about this topic, I beg you, read the book Gender Queer, okay? Better yet, at the next family cookout, gather the family, young and old, around and read the book aloud and be sure to show the kids the pictures. Those great pictures of young boys giving each other blowjobs and girls learning how to masturbate together. Oh, it's a fucking literary classic. Read that one out loud and then ask yourself, why would you defend this book's right to be in a school library for children, much less having the librarians feature it out front for Pride Month? which seems to be every month. Books don't need to be banned, okay? We just need to be the adults in the room and remember the golden rule. Kids, children, and sex should never be in the same sentence, let alone have its own section at the Look How Tolerant We Are library. And if you're shaking your head, rolling your eyes, thinking this whole kid pornographic book, Epstein pedophilia ring Hollywood shit is just 100% baseless, then just consider the following. 
In the last decade, anyone who's tried to make a sex trafficking movie has been suicided or suffered a fatal accident. Also consider why anyone, and I mean anyone, would have a problem with the heroic true story of a U.S. citizen fighting to get kids back who have been abducted and sold into the sex slave trade. And I'm talking about the movie The Sound of Freedom. Have you heard of it? Have you seen it? Because if you're one of the many who are bad-mouthing this movie, or heard someone bad-mouth it or dismiss it as, as some right-wing white supremacy movement, it might be time to course-correct. This is a true story, okay? True story. Kids are really being kidnapped. A Department of Homeland Security agent left his agency 10 days before his pension. So that means he does not collect a check for the rest of his life. All he had to do was wait another 10 days and he would get that check for life. He left 10 days before getting his pension. Why? Because he needed to try to save a kid because the agency didn't give him the resources to be able to do that. So we're talking about a true story about an American citizen with fucking integrity an American hero fighting against the number one growing illegal activity worldwide. Child sex trafficking makes more money than the drug trade and the illegal arms business. It also educates parents on how common this actually is and for ways to prevent your child from being disappeared and sold to people over and over and over again. And Hollywood and the media are actually smearing this movie. That should tell you everything you need to know. The Sound of Freedom has grossed over $160 million domestically. And it's in the top three movies every week. Side by side with Hollywood's summer blockbusters. Not sure if you heard that or not. I'm sure you've heard how awesome the Barbie movie is. I mean, there's Hollywood's priorities in a nutshell demonize the men, and exploit the children. We're also teaching people to run on emotion and abandon critical thought, facts, and logic. Live in the moment and not consider the consequences down the line. Be happy today. Right back to mental health. Emotion is driving the bus. No compromise, no debate, no common ground. You end up with just conflict. You can't reason with an emotional person. We're letting kids, minors, get sex change operations. What fucking planet am I on? Well, just living in the moment, affirming their mental health issues with zero fucks to give about what life is going to be like for the kids that do this shit in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Eh, fucking. These kids need a hug, not a dick made out of their arm tissue. You know why they go for the dick? Because they are guaranteed to get so many love bombs from everyone tripping over themselves to show how inclusive and intolerant they are. How sad is that? The best we can do to support and love our kids is to virtue signal after driving them to do something permanent to their growing bodies at an age where they can't even consider long-term consequences. And the only way that this is even possible, right? When you say it out loud, you're like, Jesus Christ, how is this even possible? The only way this is possible is because the people telling us this is a good idea control all the forms of communication, control the narrative. 
They control society. The news media pumping out narrative control 24-7. The news media pumping out content to keep people divided and in a fear state. Covered mass formation psychosis. And for the people who can see through these contradictions and they try to speak up, well, they censor them. And they call them crazy conspiracy theorists. I'd bet you most of my family thinks I am batshit crazy. Despite my track record of being right, like a lot. Because no one has the time to check the scoreboard anymore. We're too busy on the hamster wheel chasing the cheese. Like seriously, think about this. The nightly news that you watch every night has been wrong about everything for years. Okay? No apology. No acknowledgement. Have you heard anyone say, hey, remember that story we ran back then? That was wrong. Sorry. Here's the correct information. Nope. They just update the narrative as it goes. Eh, no one cares. Just moving on to the next variant. No one cares that they were wrong and innocent people may, you know, may have gotten hurt or dead. No one cares. Too busy competing financially to feel worthy in our little society here where no one cares. They're just too in debt and too addicted to a lifestyle of buying shit they can't afford to care. They work to pay for things. And then they want more things, and then they create more debt. We have a culture of competition. People don't work together. Most have been brainwashed with movies and pop culture. Addiction and unhealthy behaviors have been normalized. Reality has been inverted. Remember the seven deadly sins of pride, greed, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth? We have Pride Month now. Our inverted reality rewards selfish, ruthless, non-empathetic people. We were convinced we had to be like that in order to survive. To us, that's just the, the way things are, right? But when I step back and using history as my baseline, I think we've lost our way. As you can probably deduce, I'm still a little bothered by the state of the world, still bothered by my fellow humans getting gaslit into blaming their neighbors for a crime they didn't commit. I really don't like this about myself because I want to be more empathetic towards people that clearly need help thinking for themselves and living a life with purpose. And this is one of my many reasons I'll be traveling to Peru in September for a 10-day spiritual pilgrimage of sorts. This is a huge undertaking, and I've been documenting all of it, so I look forward to sharing the experiences when I return. I have a feeling this podcast will take another turn after October 1st. The medicine has called me, and I've picked up the phone. I don't know why you mean to me When I call on the telephone
got to say Gonna make whatever it takes Ring you up, call you down Sign your name, secret love, goodbye 